It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. And yes! Touchdown! Did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com, or the 1069 The Fan mobile app. I've got some great content this past week on 1069thefan.com and our podcasts. Uh, Unique audio, the Light the A podcast that was released yesterday, Plus, we've isolated a really interesting interview that we were able to do with Mike Williams, head trainer at Utah State, who was on the scene when Danny Berger had a cardiac event uh, at the Utah State men's basketball practice right before their game, the day before they were supposed to play BYU. Um, really interesting stuff there, uh, hearing his memories of the day and uh, how things have uh, kind of advanced uh, and uh, what's going on with uh, certain you know, similar situations. And the good news today, great news today with Demar Hamlin. Uh, I was able to drop in on a team meeting of a video call, and uh, his teammates could see him, and he could talk to him, talk to them briefly. Big lift for Buffalo Bills and uh, all their fans, really everybody in the NFL, kind of watching this uh, play out. So great news there. Um, and the uh, NFL kind of released some information about how things would progress in light of that game being canceled, it would not be replayed. And uh, they put together several kind of scenarios if tiebreakers are needed, what uh, what can take place because it'll be an uneven, could be an uneven situation with some of these teams with their records and whatnot. So um, it, that will be interesting to watch over these next several weeks um, with as the NFL playoffs are win- or regular season is winding down and playoffs are upon us and see how that moves forward. Uh, Utah State, um, not in action last night, but the Aggies got a lift from some teams that were. The West Coast Conference had some pretty interesting games in San Francisco, who the Aggies played at the Chase Center, where the Golden State Warriors play. Uh, They were hosting Gonzaga, had the the Bulldogs on the ropes, but uh, eventually Gonzaga pulls out a two-point win would have been a big win for San Francisco and, by extension, a good one for Utah State. Uh, Loyola Marymount also had a nice win uh, last night. They beat BYU. Santa Clara also had a win. So a number of uh, West Coast teams who Utah State has already beaten uh, got some wins last night and some near, uh, near victories. San Diego was another one that had a near miss. They almost uh, got their game, but unfortunately they lose by two. But uh, through all of that, Utah State didn't play, but they moved up in the net rankings. They're now at number 19 as the highest-rated team in the Mountain West. Uh, In the net rankings, San Diego State at number 22. 
and New Mexico at 33. And uh, Boise State, who the Aggies will play on Saturday, they're at 56. So as long as you're, you, you play a team that's a top 70 in the net on the road, uh, that's considered a quad one game for you. So this is a quad one game for both teams. For Boise, they're hosting a team that's in the top 30. For Utah State, they're going to a team that's in the top 75. Boise right now at number 56. So this is this is a big game for both teams. Um, not just in net rankings and all that works, but certainly in the Mountain West Conference standings and a lot of pride on the line. Um, Boise struggled a little bit earlier in the year, uh, but uh, they've rebounded and they've been playing some pretty tough basketball lately. Had a pretty dramatic finish just the other day, the three-pointer near the very end of the game to beat San Jose State. Yes, they are They are playing some good ball. I know they lost, uh, granted, it was two away games at Santa Clara and Nevada, but like at home, I mean, they, they lost to South Dakota State, which is kind of weird for them to lose at home to a team that's, you know, I think at the time they were in the 200s in Ken Palm. I don't know where they are now, but um, this is a really good Boise State team. At one time, I thought they were incredibly underrated because um, they were, you know, they were beating some decent teams. They don't, they're kind of in the same boat as Utah State where they don't have any, like, marquee wins. They do have some wins over, you know, Washington State. They went over Colorado. Utah Valley's, you know, looking like a better win. You know, Texas A&M. It's like some quality, but not like, you know, top of the line, you know, top 25 types. But they've been really impressive in what they've done. They're an elite defensive team. This will be the best defense in terms of uh, defensive rating, at least basketball references defensive rating metric. Uh, I think Boise State's 16th in the country in defensive rating uh, at 88 points per 100 possessions. For reference, Utah State's this defensive rating is like 97. So this is going to be a very tough team defensively. They rebound very well despite not being very tall. So this will be a very tricky matchup for the Aggies. They're facing a, a group that's maybe not tall, but they're really versatile. They have a lot of different you know, archetypes of players, guys who can post up, guys who can shoot, guys who can drive to the lane. So it's going to be a really tough matchup for the Aggies on both ends, both scoring against a really tough defense and defending against some guys who are pretty solid. Yeah, and this is a team that has some, <coughs> some key guys uh, coming back. Um, that uh, really are, are key players for them. You know, Marcus Shaver Jr., um, he's no stranger to these matchups. Uh, Tyson Degenhart, you know, seeing him kind of progress and to continue to grow. Um, those are two guys that are, are pretty consistent scorers for them. Um, the, you know, Shaver is averaging about 15 points a game, Degenhart 13. But you got a couple other guys who are in double figures with Max Rice uh, at a little more than 11.5 per game. And Chibizo Agbo, who's at 11.5 as well. So it, it, Najee Smith, who's just outside of that, kind of in a lot of ways, kind of similar to Utah State, where there's multiple guys who are contributing, not one main guy and a few others who are his supporting cast. Uh, they're, they're, it, this, the scoring is kind of spread out with this Boise State team. Yeah, so there's, there are several different guys they can go to, and you know, any one of them, you know, Agbo could go off from three. This guy is shooting 44% on the year. Not a lot of their other top guys are like super great from three, but I mean guys who are shooting at four, you know, four-ish times a game. Any one of these nights they can go off, especially at home, you know, where you're comfortable. They can absolutely go off from three. So you got to be able to watch out for these guys who, again, they're not super tall, but they're versatile and they know how to play basketball.
Um, you can't just, you know, overlook them because they're short. You, you could kind of do that against Air Force. They did that for about a half against Air Force. Like, oh, yeah, you're shorter than this. We're just going to dominate you. Of course, even Air Force managed to, to turn that around. And Boise State's a lot better than Air Force. So they're going to be able to play that game. They're going to play a little bit slower. Utah State's slowly going up the ladder of quicker and quicker teams. Where like Fresno State is like the slowest of the slow in the Mountain West. Air Force is a little quicker. Boise State's a little quicker. <laughs> Eventually, the Aggies going to play a team that likes to get out and run. Maybe they'll be a little more comfortable with that. Um, but they're showing that they can play against these teams. We wonder yeah. how well they would be able to do against teams that, that slow it down and try to gum up the game late in shot clock, limited possessions. How would Utah State be able to handle that and stay engaged in those games? And they've shown that they can. Uh, we were concerned about it, but they've proven that they can. Yeah, and the trick that, you know, Ryan Owens has pointed out over and over is really just it's getting stops. Because, you know, when you play Fresno State, for example, they, the way they were doing it is if you score points, then they're doing their kind of bit of a softer full court press. They're just, you know, you know, hassling you all the way up till you cross the half court line. They're not really they're not trying to do like a full court press where they're trying to force a turnover. They're not trying to do a half court trap. You know, they're just delaying you so that when you get across the half-court line, there's 22 seconds left, and you get a short shot clock. Okay, but if you don't score and you get a rebound, they can't set that up. So suddenly, you're able to get down there really quickly, and Utah State's transition defense is able to get out and run. So against Fresno State and Air Force, for at least spurts, they'd get stops. That translates into offense. And late in the Air Force game, they were getting stops, and it wasn't translating at least to made field goals. It was translating to free throws, so in a way it was still working over that last nine minutes where they didn't make a field goal but still scored 15 points. So that'll be the key against Boise State is getting stops. Um, you notice the, these last two games, they allow, I think, like 56, 58 to, to Fresno. I think it was 58 against Fresno State. Um, and then like 65 to Air Force. That's the first time since the first two games of the season where they've held teams in back-to-back games to 65 or fewer points. Their best two defensive games have also been two really solid offensive games. Go figure. Even against slow-paced teams. So the key against Boise State, who, again, they play a little faster, but they're still on the slow side, will be getting stops and then getting out and running. If they can do that, they'll probably be okay barring a bad shooting night. You know, Boise has played pretty well at home. Only one loss at home all season. I mean, they don't have they don't have very many losses overall in the year. They only have four losses total. But um, you know, one of those only one uh, while at home, um, and that that uh, it used to uh, be that, that there was just the the basketball team would be pretty decent, but the crowd never really got that into it in Boise. That's been changing. They have been getting better and better crowds there over the last few years as they have maintained a pretty good level of competitive basketball at Boise. Now, last year, year before that, they were among the top teams uh, and usually are in the top tier under Leon Rice. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what it looks like tomorrow because it's a 4.30 tip. So it's a unique time for that game and uh, what what kind of crowd support will be there for Boise. And I'm wondering if there are any Aggie fans planning on making the trip. Because you could leave in the morning, go watch the game, and come back the same day if you really wanted. I mean, it's possible. 
And I'm, I'd be curious to know if there are any Aggie fans who are going to plan on uh, taking the Spectrum on wheels up uh, I-84 and make their way up to uh, Boise. They'll probably be a decent contingent, I think. Uh, won't be a huge, you know, crowd there, but I think it'll be. You might have a section of Aggie fans that you know they go up there and you know enough to have an "I believe that we will win" chant, maybe. <laughs> or uh, hopefully, is that a whatever the, on the, the scoreboard? The scoreboard chant. <laughs> the one, th- the one problem I have with the crowd right now is they don't know how to do these chants. Like they need to learn. Part of it is it's small and it can be trickier when like it seems to work a little better when it's bigger like weirdly enough the more people you add to it the easier it seems to get feels like it should be the opposite but we need to have these non-holiday crowds from the students we're like all the students are gone so they're not coming and so once we get that we can have you know some of these real crowds finally get close to something resembling a sellout at the spectrum yeah, they're needed, and uh, it's deserved. Maybe that's a better way to put that. They're deserved. It's good basketball. It's fun basketball, and the Aggies are right there. Uh, I mean, in the standings, they're they're the one of only what uh, three teams that are undefeated in conference play right now. Yeah, like I said, like I don't I don't really blame the students because again, it's the holidays. You're not in Logan. Um, the rest of the stadium has filled out. There's no complaints for me on stadium attendance. It's just there's a fact. When you play a game on New Year's Eve or right before Christmas break or like right before Thanksgiving, like they've had three home games where it's right smack where it's a holiday and students are going to be gone. But the rest of the crowd has showed up. Yeah, great community support for Utah State. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know, Boise, if they're what their campus calendar looks like, if they're back in session now or if they'll be back in session on Monday like Utah State will be. Um, but uh, they looked, from what I saw in their game against San Jose, it looked like it was a pretty full crowd. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, they're getting pretty good fan support there in Boise for their basketball team right now. Yeah, so it'll be a really tough environment. That's just long and short of it. If Utah State comes out with a win, doesn't matter how it happened unless it you know means that like somebody got injured or something. But that that's what it matters. If it's a last second bucket, if it's a forty seven to forty six game, it doesn't matter how this how a win comes. You want to get a win. Doesn't have to be pretty, doesn't have to be anything. This is a game that most metrics are expecting like at least two metrics expect the Aggies to lose in a close game. They expect it to be a bit of a coin flip, but it's a coin flip that's loaded ever so slightly toward Boise State. Yeah, Vegas odds makers have Boise State over <coughs> by one. Um, in a game with the over-under set at 138, so relatively lower scoring uh, in that one. But, you know, this is uh, – Utah State's had a couple of games to help tune them up and get them ready for Boise State uh, with Fresno and Air Force. Grinded out type of teams, but still find ways to score. Uh, Utah State will need to continue to, to push the pace and push the tempo, but find ways to – Still limit Boise State's options, especially um, on the on the perimeter where they're going to try to make their hay. Yeah, Boise State's going to be able to move things around and get to the rim. That's and Utah State's going to need to be able to defend in the post and at the rim. And if they can't do that, where they can't you know keep guys in front of them to drive to the rim, where they can't keep guys you know from getting good post position, if they can't do those things, they're going to really struggle. 
because um, Boise State's going to get whatever they want, and they're going to make those shots. Um, but obviously, the, if they can force Boise State off their spot and keep them in front of them, you know that's where you can drive you, Boise State out of their strength, and you know hold them to fifty something points maybe. Which if you can do that, then there's no reason you shouldn't win the game. Yeah, you're sitting pretty. Now, when looking at Utah State and Boise State, the matchups, you know, if, if any particular Aggie player really needs to step up and have a big game uh, based on how things are matched up and, you know, their strengths, their abilities, I, 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 I'm looking at Utah State and specifically at Taylor Funk, that he could have a, a dominant performance against, uh, against Boise State where he didn't believe that he was in a shooting slump. He was off a little bit, but he got back on track recently. So the, the one of the big questions is, was that a, a one-game blip and he'll kind of go back to where he was the previous couple of games, or did he get out of that and is uh, back to what we saw for most of the, the, the season out of him? Because if he has a game like we have seen in the past, then uh, Utah State's going to be in a really good position to come home with a win. You know, the thing is, I don't know if I can pick out any one person that has to have a good game. It just feels like the whole team really does have to have a good game because if you're not clicking on all cylinders in a lot of ways, you don't get road wins in the Mountain West. You need to be playing well. You don't have to play perfect, but you have to play pretty dang well. And I guess against a you know a Boise State team that's this good, you know, you don't ha- you didn't have to play perfect on the road at Air Force, and they didn't, but they won. Um, so in that case, it, and they still had to play pretty good to win that game the way they did. Against Boise State, you have to be a little closer to perfect. You maybe don't have to actually play perfect, but still, really, really close to perfect. And so if, you know, when you have a, a team that focuses more on the team as a star and everyone um, can score and everyone contributes well, then in this game, everyone has to contribute or you lose. You know, if Taylor Font goes one for eight, have a hard time seeing this team winning. You know, unless somebody just has an absolutely insane game and makes up for it, it'll be hard if just one piece just isn't working. Now, if Taylor Funk goes like three of seven, okay, it's not perfect, but it's not horrible. Um, you, know, you can have subpar performances from some of the people, but they still have to be contributing in a lot of ways. And you got to have at least somebody step up and have that, you know, 18, 20 point game. And as you had mentioned earlier, just looking at this team in Boise State and their nitty-gritty, uh, you know, this is a top-16 team defensively, holding opponents under 60 points. Uh, field goal percentage defense, uh, they're ranked 19th. Opponents shooting about 38%. Three-point percentage defense, they're 13th in the country, holding opponents to 28%. So they are very aggressive on the perimeter and take away your space, and that's where Utah State lives a lot of the, the success, although we've seen the last few games where they know they have some size advantage in the post and they're using that and uh, or attacking the rim. But that could be a, a difficult area if Utah State wants to just settle for three-point shots. Boise State's not going to let them take easy three-point shots. Yeah, they're not going to, but the great thing about the Aggies is that they do not live and die by the three. Everyone might think they do. This team knows that the layup is the best shot, and if teams are locking out the three, all right, we won't shoot threes. And when you have three guys in your starting lineup that are six foot eight plus, and the opponent doesn't have a single one in their starting lineup that's six foot eight plus, well, that gives us an advantage at finishing at the rim, and we're going to keep doing that. They're going to do that over and over and over again. 
And they're going to be using their guards and getting around, getting post position and getting layups and getting shots in the paint where the guy attempting the shot is the tallest guy on the floor. That's going to be an advantage. If they're able to finish at the rim and Boise State just can't stop them because they're not tall enough and not long enough, then the Aggies are going to live at the rim and that'll be perfectly fine. If they only take 15 threes in this game and you know make you know, six or seven of them, I'll be fine if they're living at the rim. So Boise State, they're going to play really well, you know, really well in terms of defense on the three-point line. But if they can't also defend the interior, if they're prioritizing, oh, this is the number one three-point shooting team in the country, we have to stop them there. Utah State's perfectly capable of saying, yeah, we don't care if we take, don't take a single three in the half. If we get 20 shots inside the paint the way they did in the first half against Air Force, where they just said, we're not shooting threes. Two-thirds of our shots are going to be at the rim. And... That's the way they did it when they dominated against Air Force. And if, if Boise State wants to try that Air Force game plan in the first half, go ahead. Because Utah State will be out by 15 at halftime. Uh, again, uh, the tip-off will be at 4.30 on FS1. Uh, KVNU game day coverage on KVNU will start at uh, 3.30 with uh, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore on 102.1 FM, 6.10 AM, and the KVNU mobile app. And as soon as the game is over, they'll be back on the air again with John Russell taking your phone calls, your texts, breaking down what happened in Boise to see what the standings are. A number of other really juicy games on the schedule in the Mountain West. We'll look at those and uh, what the schedule looks like for high school hoops. I've got some games tonight, one tomorrow, and uh, the last couple of non-region games before region play gets underway. Uh, we'll update you on those standings as well. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I don't think there's anybody who thought Patrick Mahomes doesn't have enough time to be able to go down and score and, and beat the Chargers. <laughs> That's how I felt. No, and, and, and look, I, I just realized, you know, there's just certain things where in sports you accept it. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com. Or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac Automatic Standby Generators. Power you can count on. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson and Jason Walker. And uh, as we mentioned, Utah State will be at Boise State tomorrow afternoon. Boise is favored by one in this one. Uh, but there's several other pretty juicy and interesting matchups throughout the Mountain West this weekend. And probably the most notable will be on CBS Sports Network Saturday night at about 7.30 with UNLV at number 21, New Mexico. Uh, UNLV... Is uh, they started out you know, eleven and one, but they've been they've lost both their opening Mountain West games. Uh, New Mexico uh, recently lost on the road at Fresno, uh, but they're uh, still a very solid team. But that could be an interesting matchup in the pit on Saturday night. Uh, and so if you don't have other plans, man, I'd find a way to try to watch that game on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, it'd probably be a nice encore to watching uh, Utah State and Boise State on FS1. About time that game gets over, probably a little bit of wait. So it's you know, if Utah State game goes to overtime, you might still it might bump up against it. Watch the Aggies go get some dinner, come back, sit on the you know yeah. snuggle up on the couch and watch some good hoops to there end the go. night. Be a nice hoops day, and heck, you could you know preview the Utah State Boise game by watching San Diego State and Wyoming. You know that'll be on CBS. So like you can just go basically a full day. Like maybe cut off early the San Diego State Wyoming because it might brush up a little too close against Utah State, but still, you have but, a full day of college basketball. Yeah, but that's a national broadcast. San Diego State Wyoming. Um, you know, San Diego State certainly a, a known commodity for the Mountain West. Wyoming a lot of expectations on the Cowboys coming into the season, and they've had a number of injuries which have affected them, and uh, really hampered their ability to be where they all thought and where we all thought they would be. Uh, so early in the year, this looked like this was going to be a really juicy matchup in the Mountain West, but probably not going to be very entertaining and very interesting. Yeah, unfortunately. Still, it's in Wyoming, so, you know, road. That's true. Road games are always tough. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and I think Wyoming, aren't they the one that have the the highest elevation basketball stadium? Yes, and they plaster it everywhere. They yeah. remind you you're over 7,000 feet above sea level. And San Diego State is at sea level, so. Yeah. Oh, no, 7,000 yeah. uh, Nevada is at San Jose State uh, tomorrow. That'll be at 2, not a national broadcast. Fresno State at Colorado State at 2.30. By the way, Nevada's favored by 2, and Colorado State favored by 5.5, which, uh, frankly, I'm a little surprised at that. The Rams are 0-3 to start conference play. Fresno State's 2-1, and and Fresno coming off of that win over New Mexico, uh, I'm a little surprised that they're giving the Rams that many points. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Home being at home helps that a little bit. And I mean, just overall, Rams eight and eight, Fresno State six and eight. But yeah, recent momentum would probably dictate that be a little bit of a closer game. You think? I would think. I would think so. But uh, and then, as we mentioned, Utah State four thirty on FS1 and UNLV at New Mexico at seven thirty. Um, so. Uh, for for me, I'm thinking that Taylor Funk needs to have a, a, a big game. Uh, I understand what you're saying, that everybody needs to step up and play play well uh, in this matchup. Uh, but I think Utah State's going to have some size advantages, and they really need to take take advantage of those size advantages in this matchup. Boise State, they're, they're still a tough team. Uh, Broncos are still good, even though uh, they've they just kind of – had some hit-and-miss games here over the last uh, little bit when you look at their schedule. But they're uh, number 56 overall in the net. And right now, the Mountain West has like six teams in the top 
60 in the net. So still a very solid uh, play right now in the Mountain West. Yeah, they're still rolling strong as we just you know, edged into to Mountain West play a little bit. So we've had some of these teams clash, and already we've seen some Giants fall, you know, New Mexico falling um, to a team with a losing record, but still is on the road. So some really good play, and we'll see how it settles once a lot of the top teams begin clashing. We haven't really seen that yet. We've, you know, you know, New Mexico UNLV is probably the first of those. Yeah, and UNLV is 65. Yeah. And uh, New Mexico, uh, they are at uh, 33. Yeah, because UNLV and New Mexico, they were, they were the last ones remaining undefeated. Uh, but, you know, and Boise State kind of fell down a little bit because of the the two late losses, kind of two more recent losses. And we haven't seen the Utah States against San Diego States or against UNLV or New Mexico. Like I said, tonight will, or tomorrow will be the first time we really see two of the powerhouses um, two surprise powerhouses. We probably weren't expecting UNLV and New Mexico to be the last two undefeated teams in the Mountain West or even in the country. Yeah. Um, but we'll get a chance to see them clash. Um, and so that'll begin to, you know, start throwing a wrench in all the, the NET rankings as this conference begins the slow process of cannibalizing itself. Right, and the key will be can they at least just take turns and – um, you're you're gonna lose one against one of these guys, but you have to beat the others. And as long as they're not all losing to the same team, or <laughs> and so they're just taking turns as to who they lose uh, against uh, and, and where, then the that'll still help the conference overall. But having that uh, surprise loss for New Mexico at Fresno State is emblematic of how tough it can be to win on the road. That's why this game tomorrow afternoon for USU is is, is dangerous. Yeah, it's incredibly dangerous. And the, and the New Mexico loss to Fresno State is just the kind that ends up hurting the you know overall Mountain West tournament resume. Maybe maybe it makes it look you know more balanced, you know, because you know major conference teams will lose to these kind of opponents. And they'll just brush it off as playing in a tough conference. The Mountain West doesn't have that same reputation, at least to the same degree, as the Big East or the Big Twelve or Big Ten or whatnot. So if the conference is eating itself alive, you know, with these. You know, if you lose every other time you go on the road as the top team in the conference, then people just don't think much of the Mountain West. Right. Yeah, you you need uh, three, four, <coughs> maybe even five teams to be mostly dominant. Yeah, you, you need these teams to have, if you want to get the three to four teams in the in the tournament, you want to have three to four teams that have only two to three losses in conference which is hard to do. And in those cases, those two to three losses are to each other, mostly. Right. If you're going to lose, lose to one of the top teams. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really going to be the case because there's a lot of good teams. There's five, six at least really good teams in this conference, and there's not really an awful team in this conference. Like The worst team is Air Force. And, yeah, most teams are going to beat up on them a little bit. They're young and experienced, but they're still talented. They'll probably knock off somebody – um, that they weren't expected to be. Yeah, they're going to give you a fight. Um, I know, you know, they didn't give you know Utah State as much trouble. They'll probably end up giving somebody else trouble just randomly. It could have been Utah State. It wasn't, but it could have been. It could be anybody. So there's there's no, you know, there's no welcome mat in the in the Mountain West. There's no welcome mat team where it's like, okay, you can just beat this team. Yeah, when you look at the NET, the the net rankings, Wyoming is the lowest rated Mountain West team. They're at 199. Yeah. But that is definitely not a team that I would overlook. Yeah, you, you, you I, can't just walk over them. Sure, you might end up beating them 
just like Utah State ended up beating Air Force, but they didn't just waltz over Air Force and say, all right, this is our game and you can't have any part of it. They still had to sweat it out a little bit. And Wyoming's going to be the same way in a lot of these games. Sure, some days they probably get blown out. A team just has a good game and you blow them out. But in every one of these games, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a dogfight. And that's where it can just be so tricky to have only two or three teams just dominate. Because there's not two or three teams that are good enough to absolutely dominate. No, that's true. So, uh, reminder, 3.30 <laughs> tomorrow afternoon, pregame coverage with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore on KVNU, 102.1 FM, 610 AM. Uh, the game will be broadcast on FS1 to watch the game. And then as soon as the game's over, back on the air again with KVNU Aggie Call with John Russell jumping on. Take your phone calls and your texts after the Aggies uh, take on the Broncos. And hopefully there's a good uh, little you know, Aggie uh, you know, spectrum on wheels contingent there to cheer on Utah State uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, uh, look at what's going on with high school basketball. A couple of games on the schedule tonight. We've got one on the schedule tomorrow afternoon. We'll tell you how you can follow along on all of those games. And uh, conference play just right around the corner. So how are the teams positioned as conference or excuse me, region play getting underway next week. Let's uh, discuss that next here on the Full Court Press. Les Olson IT is your source for top quality technology. We carry the latest desktop and laptop PCs in stock, configured to your specific needs, and backed by our award-winning support team. And if your business demands high-performance hardware, we offer custom-built computers that can tackle any task. We also offer great computer accessories like monitors, keyboards, speakers, Fujitsu document scanners, and more. Get a quote today. Les Olson IT. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is locally owned and operated inside the beautiful new Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. Expect the most cutting-edge techniques, qualified doctors, and friendly staff to ensure the highest quality patient care. The ENT providers have extensive training to properly treat ear, nose, and throat conditions for adults and children. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat serves all of northern Utah and southern Idaho, accepting most insurance products, including SelectMed. Go to CashValleyENT.com for appointments and details. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, located in North Logan and Providence. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. Here's the part about the Rams that, like, no one's talking about. The Rams lose Cooper Cup probably for the season. And and it's like, oh, the Rams, F them draft picks, whatever. Like, that's great. Everybody else fills out the rest of the roster with draft picks. They don't have the draft picks. 
And the draft picks you do have, you got to hit. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson and Jason Walker, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, we've got some high school basketball going on tonight. A couple of games in action. One will be here on this station, Skyview, hosting Bonneville. And we'll have uh, Hurricane John Newbold with pregame coverage probably around 6.50. That's when that uh, pregame will start. Tip off at 7. Uh, video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Green Canyon hosting Judge Memorial. Bear River just made the trip down to Judge Memorial the other day. And now uh, Bulldogs are returning to Cache Valley to take on Green Canyon. Now that'll be on 100.9 Light FM. Kate Forrest and Tara Baldwin on the call for that one. Also streaming on Cache Valley Daily. And last but not least, Mr. Jason Walker himself <laughs> will be calling a basketball game tonight. Logan High taking on Box Elder. Game uh, at the Grizzly Den. Um, Box Elder, tough basketball team. Mountain Crest was just there the other day. Um, and uh, Box Elder's coming up to Logan. And kind of an historic rivalry between the two. And that'll be on KVNU pregame at about, what, 6.50 for you? Yeah, they're about maybe 6.45. Might be a little earlier. Um, we'll see. Streaming uh, has been unkind to me. And so I'm not always able to get the full pregame in. But if everything goes smoothly... Love a nice pregame over there on KVNU. There we go. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Previewing a, a pretty good game, especially because Box Elder is a team that's played almost every – they've played four of the six Region 11 teams. All right. They played Box. Uh, they played Bear River before Christmas. Uh, they just – as we just mentioned, they played Mountain Crest earlier this week, and they played – Green Canyon was there uh, early part of December. So they've – they're just making their run through Region 11. Yeah, they're, they'll play everyone except Ridgeline. Ridgeline's the one team that they won't end up playing. Um, oh, yeah, Skyview played them to open up their season. Yeah, so, and the funny thing is that Box Elder is 2-0 at home against Region 11 teams, 0-2 on the road. We'll see if that trend holds. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to, like, to pick out, like, our, like, it's hard to use them as a measuring stick. Cause it, I don't know. It's tricky. It's, it's really tricky. Because it depends on the opponent as much <coughs> as the venue. Yeah, so I asked that question to, to Logan's head coach, Mitch Argyle, and he was like, yeah. And he kind of made the same thing. I was like, yeah, maybe you can kind of use them. But, like, there's, there's you know, extenuating circumstances and just different things that make it hard to really use them as a, well, Box Hill to beat this team, so I'm better than this team. Like, And he, he said last year, you know, Box Hill played a bunch of regional M teams. They tend to do that every year. And – it didn't make sense then because I think Boxtel like beat Skyview last year. Just other things, it was like you you beat the best team that you like lost to, like the third team was like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so as yeah, as much as you know, Boxtel has played like every Region Eleven team. It's hard to use them as a measuring stick for all right, who's the best in Region Eleven? Because who knows? <laughs> it's it just any given night. Uh, should mention there is going to be one game tomorrow <coughs> afternoon. Mountain Crest hosting Summit Academy at two o'clock in Hiram. And we'll have that on 107.7 KLZX and video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. But right now, Ridgeline and Skyview, both at 9-2. and two. 
Uh, Bear River at nine and three, Logan at eight and four. So we've got some good basketball going on right here. Mountain Crest is close to being at five hundred. They're at five and six. Uh, and then Green Canyon, a bit of a surprise there. That Green Canyon is struggling as much as they were. I suspected that this would be a little bit of a down year compared to what last year, because some of those guys uh, graduated and left. They're key contributors, but um, a little surprised to see them struggle as much as they have. <coughs> it's not for lack of scoring, um, but because um, they I believe Jared Anderson's doing pretty well. Yeah, they've they've got some guys who can score though. They're they're. Defensively, pretty pretty solid, but um, not able to get the wins. Yeah, just just struggling a bit there. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting that we're having a pretty good non-region schedule. Four of the uh, six teams are guaranteed to end re- uh, non-region play with winning records. Uh, we'll see about like the Mountaincrest won't get a winning record by end of region play, but they could be five hundred by end of region play or non-region play. So we'll see. You know, like, we could have a handful of 10-win teams in at a non by the time they go into region play. So I think we're going to see some good competitive basketball. Um but even then like once you get to to region play, sometimes you throw it out the window cuz you know records can be deceiving. Yes. You know, cuz these guys play different different levels of competition. Um and will it translate over like and sometimes things just change in region. These rivalries can just be different. And teams win games maybe they weren't supposed to win because regional rivalries are just always like that. They're tough and they're exciting, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> uh, and just quickly looking at how things look for uh, Region 11 and for girls basketball, uh, Ridgeline continues their dominance, undefeated run so far, 11 wins. Green Canyon is at eight and two. Skyview's at eight and three. Bear Rivers at six and three. Uh, so, <coughs> kind of a similar story. Those are uh, teams that will be guaranteed to have winning records when region play gets underway. Mountain Crest is at six and six, uh, and then Logan, uh, they're just at one and nine. Yeah, they're unfortunately not having the greatest year. But you know, in girls basketball, that's even better than the boys basketball. Is what the girls basketball situation is. Not only is it just you know, Region 11 and boys has some of the best teams. And girls, they have all of the best teams. And they're going to end up playing each other. And it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have uh, a lot of those games here uh, on our radio stations. Um, and uh, we're, we've been working towards doing a girls basketball game of the week. Uh, we hope to be able to revive that as we were able to do that last year. Yeah, I've been scouting out which games I want to see if we can get on there and also see if I can be the one to do it. Because then I really want to see these games. And it's hard for me to go to some of these games with uh, all the stuff I have to do. So if I can weasel my way into doing one of these, <laughs> it'd be exciting. <laughs> uh, so region play, actually, it's interesting because it's broken up into two halves. Um, the, you, you play everybody. And then you uh, for the second half you've kind of flip and you play everybody again, but it's alternating venues. Um, but it will start out on a Tuesday Thursday schedule for boys, and then it'll go to Wednesday Friday for the boys. Normally it's always Wednesday Friday, but for some reason this year that first half of region play will be on a Tuesday Thursday schedule. I don't know. Is there a holiday or something that it ends up falling on that made him do that? 
that's a good question. I don't know. Most of the, most of the sure. holidays on this end of the year are just Mondays. Yeah, that's true. They're like they're like designated Monday holidays. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, stay tuned for that. We've got a couple more games going on tonight. We've got one tomorrow, and then region play really getting underway next week. Uh, with the first game in region play will be on Thursday next week for the boys. Uh, we're gonna have Tom out here in the full court press. Have to say goodbye to Jason as he's gonna go get ready for one of those games tonight. Yep. As uh, Logan getting ready to take on Box Elder. And uh, we'll have uh, the Skyview Bonneville game here on this station. And uh, also uh, Green Canyon in action tonight, hosting Judge Memorial. More about that and also a look at what's going on in the Mountain West coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is your Mountain West basketball update with Nate Crickman. The last of the undefeateds falls in college basketball Tuesday night as Fresno State knocks off number 21 New Mexico at the Save Mart Center. Hesitation dribble. Finds the open man down low. Yeah. Moore puts it in for two. Jamal Baker with assist number five tonight. Bulldogs lead by a point with a minute 25 to go against the only unbeaten team in college basketball. Paul Leffler calling the action for Learfield. Isaiah Moore leads the way with 16 points and 8 rebounds. Jamal Baker, 13 points, 5 assists as Fresno State drops 21st-ranked New Mexico to 14-1 on the year, 71-67 the final. Also Tuesday, Boise State and San Jose State down to the wire at Extra Mile Arena. Tie game in the closing seconds. Who would be the hero? Bob Beeler on the call for Learfield. Shaver with six, Shaver with five. Shaver step back three, he got it! Marcus Shaver Jr. with 2.3 seconds left. Shaver the senior hits the game winner. Broncos win it 67-64. First conference win for Boise State. Utah State ranked 21 in the net. Aggies impress again in a 77-65 road win at Air Force Tuesday night. Ryland Jones gets the rebound, kicks it to Ashworth for three. Yes, Stephen Ashworth. When you need a bucket, Stephen's there. Aggies lead by 10. Scott Gerard from Learfield, Ashworth 15 off the bench, Utah State 13-2. Wednesday, Nevada beats Colorado State in Reno. The Wolfpack, first Mountain West team to run their conference record to 3-0. Eight to shoot, Lucas driving right side, top for Baker, three ball for the big man. Oh! Execution to perfection! John Ramey with the call for Learfield, 80-69 win for Nevada. The seven-footer Will Baker, two for two from downtown. With your Mountain West basketball update, I'm Nate Kreckman. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. It's USU Hockey Game Time at the Eccles Ice Center, 7 p.m. sharp tonight. UVU arrives in town to invade Aggie Home Ice. Make sure they know this is the Aggie's house. Be rocking by 7 p.m. sharp to see all the hockey action. Avoid the lines. Get your tickets early at usuhockey.com. That's usuhockey.com. And day of at the Eccles Ice Center. USU Hockey takes on UVU tonight, 7 p.m. Do you have your tickets? It's the full court press. One of the things that's also kind of perplexing in watching this team is uh, the use of Rudy Gay. Makes me wonder if they're just trying to still showcase him so they can move him. (laughs) 
What are they trying to move him for? A ham sandwich? <laughs> Honestly, like, what are they getting out of him? I don't know what they could get like out a, of him. Like a soda machine? S- he's getting space and taking up time that younger developing players should be able to get. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoline's an oil change will make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoline's an oil change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Own a small business or a farm? You thought about solar? Listen up. A new USDA grant was announced allocating $300 million for farmers and small business owners to put in solar. That's right. The government will help you get solar installed, covering 40% of the cost. And don't forget, as a business, you can save up to 50 or 60% more with federal and state tax credits. Second Sun Solar will install your system and help with the USDA paperwork. Call Second Sun Solar today at 435-363-9917 or online at utahsolardirect.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. I had to excuse uh, Jason Walker a little bit early. He's heading on his way to Logan High, get ready for his broadcast. Logan High taking on Box Elder tonight, 7 o'clock in the Grizzly Den. And, uh, yeah, this is the fifth uh, different Region 11 opponent that Box Elder will have faced this season. Uh, they started off with Skyview. Uh, then they played Bear River. They've played uh, – well, actually, they played Green Canyon next and then Bear River – then uh, Mountain Crest, and now Logan. So they played everybody but Ridgeline. And uh, this has been going on over the last couple of weeks, several weeks. As it started out, Skyview opened it up, actually. Their opener, season opener, was uh, against Box Elder back on November 29th. So interesting to see uh, that one team that kind of plays uh, multiple here in the region. Uh, and we've got some other interesting ones where just this week, you know, Box Elder, as we mentioned, played Mountain Crest earlier this week. Uh, it was there for Mountain Crest. It's here for Logan. Kind of a similar situation with Judge Memorial. Uh, Bear River was at Judge Memorial earlier this week, and now Judge Memorial is making the trip to Cache Valley to take on Green Canyon tonight. And if that's not enough, Bonneville played Green Canyon earlier this week, and now they're going to be playing Skyview uh, as well. So kind of interesting the way that the schedule works out where a lot of these teams uh, facing each other and other Region 11 opponents. So it's kind of fun to see as these teams watch the tape, they're, they're scouting their immediate opponent, but also getting an early look on a future Region opponent. So uh, anyway, those games are going to be on our family of radio stations tonight and also streaming on CashValleyDaily.com and uh, streaming on our mobile apps where you can follow along there. And then Mountain Crest, they're in action tomorrow afternoon hosting Summit Academy, 2 o'clock tip-off there with Jake Ellis and the coach, John Olson, uh, pregame at about 1.50 on 107.7 KLZX and video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. So uh, still a couple of games in action uh, this week to wrap things up for non-region play in among boys' basketball. And then region play gets started 
next week, next Thursday. So a couple of days off for teams to kind of regroup, get back in the gym, fine-tune a few things with rotations and some more uh, training with the coaches, coaching staffs, and then we're full steam ahead in region play tail end of next week. Uh, the updated RPI standings will be released next Monday. And uh, we'll see what kind of movement or, or, or changes are there for uh, Region 11, uh, Box Elder, and, uh, and certainly Rich. also want to point out you know, what movement that they have for both the boys and the girls. Uh, and uh, interesting to note, too, for girls basketball, a lot of the teams out of Region 11 are in the top tier of uh, the RPI standings, and that's likely to continue. And so they've had some really, really good non-region uh, play so far this year. But uh, for both boys and girls, region play getting in the way next week. Uh, Utah Jazz off tonight. They'll be on the road tomorrow to take on the Chicago Bulls. Chicago right now is at the 76ers. And it's uh, about two minutes, two and a half minutes to go in the first half. And it's a close one. Uh, they're just down by one. Uh, Philadelphia leads that 50-49. to 49, So Utah will be taking on Chicago tomorrow. So it's a kind of a back-to-back situation for the Bulls. But then it'll be a back-to-back for the Jazz as on Sunday uh, with a 4 o'clock tip, they'll be uh, taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's a couple of interesting games for Utah. Uh, Chicago, uh, a lot of talent on that team, and they're not uh, meeting their expectations with where we all thought that they could be or should be for the season. Uh, They've been struggling this year. um, But um, this is a, a, a Bulls team that um, you know, has played Jazz tough. And if I'm not mistaken, did they already play Utah in, uh, in Utah? They did, and they beat the Jazz 114-107 to in late November. So Utah going to try to get some revenge here on a close game that they let get away from them. Uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes on, uh, on Saturday night. But uh, don't forget, we'll have uh, pregame coverage for Utah State at Boise State tomorrow, 3.30 with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore, uh, previewing Utah State at Boise State. Big showdown for both teams. Uh, yeah, there's a rivalry there between these two teams. Uh, Coach Rice, you know, Tim Durier's on that staff. Uh, that's a usually pretty competitive regular season basketball team for Boise. They're a number 56 team in the net. They're a good defensive team for, uh, for the Aggies to face. And the Aggies have played well against a couple of really good defensive-minded teams so far in the Mountain West, but Boise's going to take that up a notch compared to where Fresno and Air Force were. So we'll see how well the Aggies can manage that and uh, manage to get some points uh, on the road in what will be a hostile environment and um, uh, see how they do before they come back home uh, next week with Wyoming coming to town. So big showdown for the Aggies tomorrow afternoon. It'll be on FS1 if you want to watch it. And a couple of Mountain West games on TV, national TV, uh, tomorrow. San Diego State, Wyoming, early afternoon on CBS. Aggies at 4.30 on FS1. And UNLV at New Mexico. It could be a really interesting show down there, 7.30 on CBS Sports Network. So uh, keep an eye on all those games on Saturday. On Monday, we'll be back at it again. Recap all that, uh, what the current standings are in the Mountain West, the latest RPI standings uh, for high school hoops, and the latest net rankings for college basketball. Until then, have a great night, everybody. Skyview Basketball coming up uh, next hour.